0: I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm a doer, not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Amen. In the book of John, chapter 20, verse 30 and 31, you'll find these words. And the Bible says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. In other words, John is saying, I did not record everything that Jesus did. But there are some other books that also talk about him if you want to know more. But, but what he want us to get out of here is that, but these, verse 31, are written that you may, somebody say that you may, That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name, not Boulder's name, not Cliff's name, not Billy Graham's name or T.D. Jake's name, but in he is the star, amen? The story is all about, we're just supporting actors. You know, some of us got cameos. Some of us got a little bit more role, but we can't let your role make you think you the. Ain't but one start of this story, amen? amen. Well, you may be seeing. He may be seeing. I'm getting ahead of myself. Now, look. This is going to be our second sermon in this series that we have simply entitled "Jesus, the Protagonist." Somebody say protagonist. Jesus, the protagonist, and it is. My goal, to look at what the Apostle John recorded uh, from Jesus' own words that let us know that he is the central figure in our Christian faith. The good news of the gospel is about Jesus Christ. His primary names tell us a story. Jesus means Yahweh is salvation. Christ in the Greek means the anointed one, and in Hebrew it means the Messiah. So guess what? He is that guy. Amen. He is the protagonist. He is. So now, what is a protagonist? The protagonist is the principal or main character of a story or literary work. The star. The protagonist makes the decision that affects the plot, primarily influencing the story and propelling it forward. Now look at this. The protagonist Often face the most significant obstacles, but because he is the protagonist, he has to learn to expect opposition. And the person that provides that opposition is called the end. You know, Satanist and demonic experiences, and we're gonna see today some of these religious leaders are antagonists. The 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 the, the Antagonist is designed to try to make the role of the protagonist harder. See, the main figure and the most prominent figure in a movie or real situation is the protagonist. And Jesus reveals who he is to John, and John writes to us to let us know that Jesus was that guy. The protagonist is the advocate, the leader, or champion of a particular cause, the idea. In other words, he is the hero. And Jesus is our hero when it comes to our eternal salvation. Now let me make this plain for the young people out there. You know, a couple years ago, everybody went to see uh, Black Panther. And it ain't no doubt in nobody's mind who the protagonist was in the Black Panther. T'Challa. He's the man. Now, he had a lot of good supporting characters, but he was the man. And the bad guy was called the antagonist Killmonger. And you know, later when I saw that movie, because I knew who the star was, even when he got the beat down, and everybody thought he was dead, I knew Hollywood was going to work some magic. <laughs> that he had to come back. Because he was done. You can do that with the star. You don't normally bring back, you know, supporting character. You know what? But the star. Our star. The protagonist. We counted him out too, some of them. But three days later, <laughs> I'll tell you, the star can do that. And so we got to understand that this movie is all about the. Now, last week, we saw how Jesus interacted with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, and I don't have time to go back through that, but he revealed to her that he was the Messiah. And once he gave her that revelation, she went back, told all the villagers, and they came out. Some believed her, but at the end of the day, after he got through teaching, they all believed him, and they said to him, you are the savior of the world. In other words, you're the protagonist you the guy that came here to make sure that we are saved. And because of that, there's certain things that you want to make sure that we know and understand. So we're walking through Jesus' story as recorded by John. And today, I just want to carry that story a little bit further by talking about the protagonist in another light. Is that all right? Now, after Jesus left Samaria, he went to Canaan of Galilee. And that was the place where he performed his first miracle. Anybody know what that miracle was? I knew these scholars in striving, knew that, man. Y'all better say that loud like y'all been taught. Turn water into. And when he got through doing that cliff, the guy said, you know, normally, you don't, you know, this the best stuff. He said the best last. Normally that ain't the way it's done and the way it fit. You put the best out so why the folks are say you know got their sound mind, they can taste it and know that it's the best. But by the time they get drunk you put out the cheap stuff. so now they can't tell the He saying the best for last. Then he went on and he miraculously healed a nobleman's son by just speaking a word. Let me just summarize some of the things that happened in chapter 5 because I'm going to spend most of the time in chapter 6. He says, now, in chapter 5, Jesus goes back to Jerusalem on one of those Jewish holidays, and while he was there, he ran across a man that was sitting at the pool of Bethesda. Some of y'all know the story. The man had been sitting there lame for 38 long years, came in touch with the protagonist, the star, the one who could change his life, The protagonist told him to get up and take your bed up and walk. And once he did that, the man obeyed, and the man was healed. 38 long years. All it took was just a conversation with the star, with the protagonist. Some of you just need a conversation with the Lord. If you can just have a conversation with the Lord, he may change some of those long, dead situations that you've been dealing with for For a long time. So the man, you know, got up and walked. But once he did that on the Sabbath, the antagonist had to show up. Those religious leaders who thought that, hey, we got rules. We got regulation. You can't work on the Sabbath. But they didn't know that the protagonist was the Lord of the... Y'all better hear me today. If I am the Lord of the Sabbath, I can do whatever I want to on Sunday. And so when he started talking like that, Cliff, you know, he's challenging their norms. And by challenging their norms, now some of them want to kill him. Because Jesus further in that chapter, in in that chapter of John, he identified himself as the son of God, identifying his deity. And then he also called himself the son of man, realizing his humanity. And when these antagonistic Jews heard that, that he called himself the son of God, man, they had a problem. And they set out to kill him. But then, in chapter 5, verse 39 and 40, he says something I want to read your hearing. He said this. He says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me. Yeah, but to get that, this story is about I'm the protagonist and everything that you read points to and if you understand what you're reading they will lead you to but if you don't understand what you're reading you're not going to know who the protagonist is you could be get led astray by somebody. He, he said, now, look, you, you, you read these things y'all read the scriptures but do you know that the scriptures point to they don't point to Bowden. They don't point to Cliff. They don't point to Muhammad. They don't point to Buddha. They don't point to Harry Krishna. They don't point to anybody else. But ain't but one star. All those other folks, they just got cameo roles. Cliff and folks mine. They are nothing when compared to the to the protagonist, the star. He says, now, yet you refuse to come to me and receive life. So my role in this story is to give you life. Life. Not physical life. You got that already. You already hear I done gave you that. I'm talking about something beyond your physical, but most of the time we hear life and we think life, we think in the physical and not in the spiritual. Now in chapter 6, where we will spend most of our time, we see the Apostle John recorded Jesus' miraculous feeding of the 5,000. I think y'all know that story too. You know, after you become a star, folk follow you. You know, some of y'all idolize some stars. You know, right now y'all probably got some folks y'all follow on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. You know, you want a day. When I look down there and say, how many followers say, you know, 100K. That means that's some of y'all. That means you click in every day to check on, see what they, And you click it on A star when I'm trying to get you to click on. You done made V star out of A star. And I'm trying to tell you, I don't have no problem with following whoever you want to. But they are not the. In other words, they're not T'Challa. <laughs> they ain't Jesus. They may make you feel good, say something to you, but at the end of the day, you got to get back to the... And I know some of y'all are popular. Y'all got a little, well, Pastor, I got about 100 folk following me. That's okay. You ain't the star. <laughs> Don't think you're the star. Ain't nothing wrong with a co-star having a following. But you ain't an A-lister yet. You know B.C. (laughs) So when he fed the 5,000 and he got this following, and these people were following him because, you know, they'd seen the miracles that he'd done. And then once that happened, they got to the point where they were a little hungry. And the supply, the supplies that they had was not enough to meet the demand that they that was following him, in other words, they didn't have enough money, and they didn't have enough resources. Cliff, the disciples was almost broke at the time, and they so they couldn't buy the bread. And so what they did was the next best thing. They went and found a little boy with two fish and five loaves of bread, and they brought it to the to the star. They didn't try to hold it themselves. They could say, we got it, we want to do it. No, no, no. Y'all ain't the star. This story ain't about y'all. It's about me. Give me the bread and the fish. And we know what the star did. He took them, blessed it, looked up to heaven, and as he was blessing it, God was working the miracle because he is the He's the star. Now, once he did that, you know, y'all know the story. They broke the bread, fish, set them out in the numbers, broke them up. And by the time they fed everybody, the Bible said they had 12 baskets of leftovers. Laced only, only the star can put that type of stuff in the movie. Can't know anybody put that in the movie, cliff the star. He done took two fish, five loaves. Them fed 5,000, that's just the men, not counting the women and the children. And at the end of that cliff, had some leftover. You know, started out with not enough, but ended up with more. See what I want to get you to see when you come in contact with the star, you may start out with not a. but once you meet him, your life ought to become a life of more. You ought to have more than enough joy. You ought to have more than enough peace. And if you want to look at material things, you ought not to be as broke as you are before you, before you met him. Because he can bless you both temporally and... But I ain't talking about your temporal blessings right now because you sometimes we make our temporal blessing our stuff. It becomes our priority and we forget the one who gave us the, the blessing. So now Jesus the 5,000, got this following, and that's because he worked that miracle in such a way, some of the people thought that he was the the king. They wanted to make him, they recognized him a prophet, all of a sudden now they want to make him king. He said, I'm the star, but it ain't time for me to be the king right now. Don't y'all put me ahead of my place in the movie. That day coming. Right now, y'all just need to know that I'm something that you need that can sustain your life. Now, look at this, and I'm going to start reading in verse 25 of John chapter 6. He says, after he kind of disappeared from him, the next day they went out looking for him. You know, when you're the star folk look for you, they follow you, you you know, they follow you, they just look for you. They want to cite you. I'm sure there's some people in California that walk up and down Rodeo Drive every day just looking for I hope I can just bump into Brad. Boy, it'd be nice if Danzele would just walk out of this restaurant. You know, just, just looking for these folks were following the star. They were looking for him and they was expecting something, but what they was expecting was all natural not spiritual. And he perceived Cliff They followed me for the wrong. I fed them rascals yesterday, and now all they want to do is eat. It's more to this thing than just... Now look at this. Verse 25, he said, they found him on the other side of the lake. If you read the whole chapter, you'll find out, you know, him and the disciples got separated, you know, and then they went ahead, and then this is where he also walked on the stock and do that clip. If he so desired, he can walk on. And so now once he ended up on the other side, and they finally said to him, Rabbi, where did you get How did you get here? Now, you know, they asked him a question about how he got there, and Jesus ignored the question. And and went straight to their heart and their motive. You know, sometimes y'all be asking Jesus questions that ain't got nothing to do with what your real motives are. And he said, look here, don't be coming to me with this rabbi stuff. I know why y'all here. So let's just have a real conversation. He said, now look, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understand the miraculous sign. In other words, feeding you yesterday was supposed to give you a revelation of who I am but all you got out of it was a full belly and nothing changed in your heart. All you got out of it, you ate good, but now you don't even know what the miracle meant. So now you're running behind me for more physical stuff when I really wanted you to understand that that miracle was about spiritual things and the spiritual condition of your heart. He says now, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. But verse 27, he says, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. He said, now look, some of y'all are spending too much time upon things that you can see, you can smell, and you can touch. Instead of looking for the spiritual thing that's going to enhance your life forever. You all are wrapped up about stuff that's going to wear out, that's going to, you know, spoil, that you, you know that when you die you can't take it with you. You all are focusing on things that really is not that important in the big picture of this story. This story is more about you, and more than your shoes and what you drive and what you wear. This story is about do you understand who I am so that you can live for? So we are more concerned about perishable things like food. He already told you, you know, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his right and all these things be added unto you, food should be your least worth. I would venture to say most of y'all in here didn't wake up this morning wondering where your next meal was coming from. Because most of y'all already got more than enough in that area. Yeah, you know, most of y'all got freezers now. Used to be a time you ain't had nothing but a refrigerator. But now because you've been blessed, you got off. And the freezer full. So Jesus said, look here. You ought not to be worried about your dinner was late today getting to the table. Just be glad that you got a dinner. Why are you worrying about things that ain't going to change your eternals? Sinners eat food every day and some of them eat better than you do. But the thing that you need to understand, you need some food that's going to sustain your life so that your soul will end up in the right place when you leave this physical. Uh, y'all better hear me today. So he said, don't be concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy. Somebody say energy. You know, Cliff, I think we're in an era of low-energy Christians. And, and, you know, this is going to be my last Sunday talking about how COVID done zapped the energy out of some Christians who used to follow Jesus, but now the energy is just—they used to even watch on line, Lathan. But now the energy is don't even know how. To... I just don't feel like getting up this morning. <laughs> so this is my last Sunday talking about these low-energy Christians. I'm gonna start glorifying the ones who found Jesus in the midst of COVID. <laughs> Let's start talking to the ones who done found him in the midst of COVID, not the ones who done walked away from him because of COVID. Let's celebrate the ones who done. So this is my last time talking to you. Stay at home. This is the last time. Stay at home till he come back. I'm going to glorify the ones who done found him. Now, if you done found him at home, I ain't got no problem with that. But the important thing, let's celebrate the people that's getting saved in the midst of COVID. Amen. Some of those that stay at home may never come back, but let's celebrate the ones who done found. He says, Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. In other words, everything that I'm doing down here on earth, God done blessed it. He done put his stamp of approval on it, and he has declared who I am, what I'm supposed to do, and he the one that designated me to be the star of this movie. If you got a problem, you need to take it up with him. And all I'm doing is doing what I have been approved to do. I got his authority. I can heal. I can work miracles. I can do all those things because he gave me his stamp. You know, a seal of approval means a lot. Sometimes back in the old days, you know, people look for seals now on certain things because that means that you're authorized to do certain things. When they got a got a seal of approval, now look at this. They replied, "We want to perform good works too. What should we do?" Now look what Jesus answered back when, verse 29. Jesus told them, "This is the only somebody say only." This is the only work God wants you to do. Believe in the one he sent. That's all he wants you to do. You ain't got to run around out there because once you believe in him, running around out there doing works don't follow. But first of all, all he wants you to do, believe that means have faith in the one who. Everybody running all over town looking for this, the next, this, that, another, and all you got to do is believe in the one that he has sent. Now, look at this. (laughs) Now, he just told them that, the star told them that, and they saw him feed all those folks. Now, look how they answer. Then they answer, show us a miraculous sign. If you want us to believe in you, what can you do? You sorry rascals. I just <laughs> I just fed y'all yesterday. Now, that let me know y'all, y'all just want some more miracles. Y'all don't want to understand the truth of how you can live forever. Y'all just want some more miracles that going to take care of your physical need. You know, almost like, God bless me with this, and he gets you the car, and then the next thing you know, you want the house. Get you the house, then the next thing you know, best they say sometimes we want bigger houses. You know, ain't but, ain't, ain't but two of y'all in here. Now you need a 10,000 square foot house and you, and you had eight children in a 2,000 foot. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. I ain't got no problem with it. But what I'm trying to tell you is sometimes when we get caught up like that. We lose sight of who the star in our life is and we don't realize what he has already done for us. Lord, show me another sign. Look, I don't need but one. Once I got the realization of who you are, I don't care if you never show me another miracle. The miracle is you changed my life. The miracle is you turned me around. The miracle is I believed in you, and because I believe in you, my life was eternally changed. Stop chasing signs. They're happening all around you. You're just looking for the wrong thing. He says, what can you do? Then and look here, then now they're gonna go and try to throw some shade at him. After all, verse 31, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness to more food. The scripture says, Moses, what? Moses, who? Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now you know they upset the star right there. I mean. How you going to compare me with Moses? I know y'all think highly of Moses, but y'all don't understand that Moses was talking about me. He wasn't nothing but a type of. I am the real deal. And so y'all caught up on Moses. Now Jesus took himself and said, Look here, You know that's Cliff. That'll be like, you know, you trying to be T'Challa. And you know you ain't nothing but a little guy with the spear. And all of a sudden now you know, Cliff did all this for us. But what did Cliff do for y'all? What did he do? you comparing Cliff to the star. This is the guy who's going to save the whole kingdom. Y'all just looking down the Cliff. Moses didn't save nothing but a few people. The thousands and millions that he had. I'm talking about a guy who's going to save the Y'all better get this. Y'all got, I'm, t- I'm telling y'all a story. I'm preaching this different because I'm trying to t- tie it to a story. And I hope you're following the storyline. Because if you go to sleep on the storyline, you ain't going to get nothing out of the the movie you need to go to sleep on amen <laughs> so they had the nerve to talk about Moses when they got the savior of the world in their presence and Jesus said this Jesus said I tell you the truth because I can't lie to you you know if I lie that'll hinder me from carrying out my mission I got an assignment to do and I can't do it with sin in my records so therefore I tell you the truth Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you true bread from heaven. Uh oh. Moses gave you stuff that they had to get every day and at the end of every day they had to go and get more and in the wilderness they still die. But I'm offering you true bread that if you partake of me, you'll live forever. And see, guess what? Moses even when, if you want to compare miracles, Cliff, God had to send it down to him. I took it from a little boy. And in my hands, blessed it and it multiplied. Moses didn't make nothing multiply. God had to send it to him every day. But because I am the living word, because I am the bread of life, it multiplied. So don't compare me to Moses. Don't compare me to Moses. I'm the star. I'm the protagonist. Moses is a co-star. And his role is over. At come upon a point in time, you don't even need to talk about Moses no more to get to heaven. All oh, you need to... We talk about Moses just to teach y'all the Bible, but in reality, you don't need to know nothing about Moses in order to get to heaven. You need to know the You need to know the star. You need to know the star. He said, I'll tell you the truth. My father did it. And now he offers you true bread. Somebody say true bread. Bread. True bread from heaven. Look here, verse 33. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The John 3.16 bread. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever in him shall not perish, but have ever life. Then look what they say. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. day. (laughs) Somebody said, don't get it. (laughs) That's a good point. You know, they just don't get it. You know, sometimes you can witness folk talk to some people's faith, and at the end of the day, they just don't No matter what you say, no matter how long you tell them, no matter how much you talk about Jesus and glorify him, they just, because in the natural, all they are thinking about is their natural well-being, their natural surroundings, and because they're so caught up in the physical and the natural, they can't receive spiritual truth. They just don't. I hope you are sitting here today, y'all get it. Y'all understand who he is. And that he can give life to the world. And then look at this. They ask for the bread every day. Then Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger again. Sound like what he told a woman at the well when he said, if you drink of this water, you will never thirst again. And Then he said, whosoever believes in me shall never be thirsty. Look here, get, y'all better get this. I'm going to meet two of your basic needs. Bread and water. I know y'all like caviar, T-bone steaks, and, you know, fried catfish, but I'm telling you, you can live off... <laughs> some of y'all wouldn't have, couldn't have the bread and water. Some of y'all children wouldn't even know how to have a meal and say, look, today we just gonna eat some bread and drink some water. Y'all at least have to give them some Kool-Aid, clip. <laughs> They they ain't gonna just drink the water. But he said, "Look here. In order to understand this truth, all you need is bread Mm, mm, mm. and water." Man, he didn't say go get a lamb chop. You know, Mm -mm. bread and water. He says, "Now look. If you understand that, then you will never hunger and thirst again." Now, obviously, he wasn't talking about Latham, He know you're going to get hungry again. Knowing what I know about you, you're probably hungry right now. <laughs> you know? I'm just, I can use me. We got it like that. We got friends. Like we that like that. I know it's happening. We, 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 I know. I ain't speaking what I don't know. I tell you the truth. <laughs> but Jesus said, look here, you can make it. In the spiritual realm, if you just understand this principle of bread and water, I came that you sustain your life spiritually, and all you need to do is catch this knowledge about bread and water. But look at this. He says. but you haven't believed me in me even though you have seen me. Good God Almighty. We are blessed because we believe and have not seen him. They saw him and did not believe him. And see what I'm going to get you to understand, if you know you're living in the blessed state, you got to start acting like it. I mean, your mind got to get into the blessed state to say, hey, look, man, I didn't see Jesus, but I believe everything that the Bible says about him. I did not hear it from John himself. The Holy Spirit speaks to me and because of that, look here, I am blessed because I'm believing some things I have not. We got to stop Putting our faith in stuff that we can see. You don't need a lot of faith for all the stuff you can see is already here before you. You need faith to believe in a Jesus that you have never seen. It's hard to make him the star of your life when you have never seen him. It takes faith to make him the star of your life and you have never take faith to make him the star to make him to be the protagonist in your life's story you can't do that without faith and without faith it's going to be impossible to please his father you got to have it you got to teach people you got to teach your children that they're going to have to learn to believe in some things they have not they don't seen all the little toys you done bought them They don't need to come and say, I need some faith for another little gadget or gadget or or this or that. They see it. You need to start imparting spiritual truth in their lives to get them to believe some things that they have not. Now let me move on to the end. Now Jesus let them know that although they rejected him, the father always got some out there that is going to come to him And will not reject them. Reject them. And those who the Father send to him, he will not reject them, and they will have eternal life. So in verse 41 through 48, as we get ready to close this, look what he says. He says, then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from... See... He started talking about where he come from in the spirit and they go back and throw shade at him about his natural life. Start talking about his mama and his dad. That's what antagonistic folk would do. They miss the point and they'll talk about you and your mama too. <laughs> and so, so that's why you can't let these antagonistic folk get next to you. When they're ignorant, they just don't know they thinking of things in the natural. They ain't got a spiritual idea that it ever hit them in their head. So when you're dealing with natural-minded people, you're going to have to always be sensitive that they're just ignorant. When it comes to spiritual, ignorant, I know some of y'all say it, it, ignorant may not be a good word to say or understand when this day with ignorant. You know, the ignorant. But when I looked up ignorant, all it means that you just don't know. So, why should I have to say you just don't know when I just say ignorant? <laughs> I know y'all weren't going to like that online. Please forgive me for that. It I, just, just came to me like that. Now, look at this. Verse 41, you know, Jesus tried to have this thing. He said, Look, when they started to murmur in disagreement because he said, I'm the bread of life coming down from heaven, they, then in verse 42, they said, Isn't this Jesus got his right name? The son of Joseph? Question mark. We know his father and mother. How can he say, "I come down from heaven"? We even know the boy was born poor. Ain't had no place to put him. Boy had to go find a stable. Ain't no time he done not came down from. See, obviously they didn't know the other side of the story. They didn't know nothing about the Holy Spirit that can cause Mary to conceive and have Jesus. And because they didn't know that part of the story, they was looking at everything from a natural viewpoint. And see, sometimes when we don't know the rest of the story, the people who write these movies and stuff like that, they can keep us in suspense, because we are ignorant, we don't know. But see, Black Panther couldn't keep me in suspense because I knew who the protagonist was. And I know that that purple juice was going to bring that boy back. I don't, care who, I don't care how Killmonger beating him down and stuck him in. He went down underwater and everybody crying and going on, they grinding to make y'all sad. But I'm sitting there saying, when he going to wake up? He coming back. I know he coming back because Killmonger can't be the star of this show. There's only one, you know, protagonist who was really a negative. That was Danzel. When he was in training day, he was the main character, but he was a bad star. That's why at the end of that he got but I knew T'Challa was coming because <laughs> he was going to be the savior of Wakanda. Is that what they were at? Wakanda. Wakanda. Wakanda forever. <laughs> you know T'Challa became a little Jesus because we had all the, everybody walking around Little kids got their Black Panther bags on the back man. They were, they, and they did something to uplift our kids. I ain't got nothing wrong with that. But he was just a co-star when we talk about these stars. When compared to Jesus, he ain't all. Oh, Lord, help me. Let me go and <laughs> finish this. Because so some some somebody listening to me online right now may be complaining. Why he got a dissect black path or like that. <laughs> I'm trying to get a spiritual truth to you that you need to focus on these star, The one that you have never Jesus says stop complaining about what I said. You know sometimes you just want to tell folks sometimes like that. Y'all know y'all got some complaining friends. People just complain complain. No matter what you say, they're gone. So you just need to get to the point you say, just stop complaining about what I said. Just stop. Because he come back and say, for no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, one of these things you got to make your children and you believe in, I will raise them You need faith to believe that statement. You just can't believe that in the natural. You need faith to believe that. Some of y'all can't even wrap your mind out. How did God choose me? How did he come? He said, look, nobody come to me unless the Father. So you need to understand, how did God draw you here? How did God draw you to this place on this day at this time? How did God draw you to Jesus? You didn't just accidentally stumble upon Jesus. God! Something that he said through his word, something that he said through his spirit, something that somebody preached to you drew you to the Lord. And what you need to understand, Jesus said, look here, I'm not worried about you antagonistic people out there who don't want to hear this message while I'm talking. God is... Y'all focus on too much on the people that don't want to hear the message that you see, and you need to be focused on the people that you don't see that God is... That God is drawing to himself, to his son. You got to focus on them, even though you cannot see. Y'all better hear me today. He said, God God draws them to me. And on the last day, I will raise them. How many of y'all believe that? You believe on the last day you're going to get up? Hallelujah! If you believe that, give God some praise. If you just believe that, that on the last day, He said, because you believe in Jesus, God is going to raise you so there is going to be a resurrection that you're going to be a part of it All all because you've come in contact with the bread of that came down from heaven to draw you. God draws you to him. Oh, good God Almighty! I mean, I said, man, that, that's spiritual. There, that. you can read it. Unless the Father who sent me draw them to me, so Jesus, I ain't worried. The one I'm supposed to have, they coming. I ain't focusing on all you antagonistic folks out there who don't want to hear, don't want to believe, want another miracle, just want to feed your belly, want another car. I ain't thinking about y'all. God is drawing some people that's looking for the star, and once they find the star, they are gonna have everlasting life. That car you've been hoping for, praying for, and all that, when you leave here, somebody else gonna drive it. You got it now, so stop worshiping it. Let me go and finish, man. I got too excited. This will be a calm message. He said, now look, as it is written in Scripture, quote a little bit of Isaiah 54, 13, they will be taught by God. And everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Through his word, through his spirit, through people have been anointed, who have been anointed to teach you, when you listen to this word and you believe it, you coming. Jesus said, look, I ain't worried about all those folks that ain't coming. I know that this word got drawing power. Somebody gonna come. Even in the midst of COVID, there are gonna be people giving their life to the Lord because they're being drawn by the Spirit of God and the Word of God that is going forth. And He's saying, Look here, I ain't worried about everybody who ain't coming. I know the Father already. They're gonna learn from Him and come to me. They ain't coming to you know Bolden. They ain't coming to Cliff. They ain't coming to Buddha, they ain't coming to Muhammad. They ain't coming to Billy Graham. They ain't coming to TDJ. They gonna learn and come to he be the star. They coming to Jesus. He is the protagonist. They ain't coming to the man or the woman that stands up here. And sometimes I think we get confused because you join a church and you get the hand of fellowship. We baptize it. You think you're coming to that person but in reality you're being drawn to the Lord. Bolden, Cliff, Latham, we ain't nothing but vessels. We're just little co-stars in a bigger plot and God has allowed us to just do that part and we must understand that don't make us the star. I think we got men and women who stand up here and think they are the, they pictures all over the church. They picture on everything. You don't see nothing about Jesus. You don't even see a cross in some places now. You know what I mean? I don't have no problem when you don't want to put a picture of Jesus there because that picture has been marginalized by depending on who draw it or who, who do it. So I ain't worried about the picture, but there ought to be some sign. There ought to be some sign that when you come to the house of God, you're in the house of God, and that Jesus is just... Give me something. Put a scripture up. Put a cross on something. Make, yeah. make it look like we know who the star is. You know, this made me want to go back, back in the day, and I, it was a musical, and I never understood it, but I may want to go back and look it up now. When I was young, they were called Jesus Christ Superstar. Now, I don't know what the plot was about that, and was he? did they really glorify him or whatever, because I never looked at it because it was kind of like a musical, and back in my day, we was in the shaft and stuff like that. So... <laughs> Jesus Christ superstar wasn't on the top, the top list. You got to, had to go see Shepherds and Superfly back in the day. But now that I'm wise and older, I may want to catch me a little Jesus Christ. If they're talking about the real Jesus, they glorified him and trying to draw people to him and not just to some off brand thought. So I had to go ahead and look at that. And I'll let y'all know if it's authentic or it was just Hollywood making some crazy. If y'all already know it's crazy, Tessie Pastor, don't even go look at it. I saw it back when I was 25, <laughs> and it's jacked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood, yeah. don't do it, Keisha. Okay, Keisha said, "Don't do it." So I ain't gonna go look at it. So it let me know that, that even though they had the name superstar in it, they really didn't glorify the... us. <laughs> Write <laughs> my own story, huh? He said, "Now look," and I'm almost done. He said, "Look, not not that anyone has ever seen the Father." Verse 46. Only I, who was sent from God, have seen him. To us, God is invisible. We've never seen He is an invisible God. The only way that we know of God is because he sent us Jesus to be God in the flesh so that we can get some idea of how God operates. And Jesus said, hey, none of us have seen him in his true essence of who he is because he is spirit. But therefore I have seen him and I can tell you all about him because that's why he sent me here to reveal to you who he is and that I am the way back to him. So he says this, I tell you the truth. Man, in John, Jesus said, John writes, I tell you the truth more than any other other writers. You know, as I've been studying this, I found out that that John's gospel is much deeper than the other gospels. Because he talked about the Holy Spirit and how he works. He talked about Jesus in so many different ways, so many different lights. John's gospel is deep. It requires a deep dive to get down into some of the things that John said about Jesus, that he recorded what Jesus said. He said, look, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes that that word is again in me has eternal life. In other words, going back to what he said earlier, if you have faith in me, then I am the key to you having eternal life. Then he closed out verse 48 by just simply saying, yes, I am the bread of life. Again, revealing to them who he was. I am that guy. I am the star. If you want to be filled from that hunger for spiritual thirst and hunger, then you need to come to me. You don't need to go to Cliff. You don't need to go to the other co-stars. You, you know some of y'all out there going to extras. You, you know some of y'all in the movie, y'all know what the extra is? You know extra, they just come and find you say, we need a crowd. And we're going to give you $100. Just go stand over there. And when we put up the sign that says laugh, you laugh. When we put up the sign that say shout, you shout. And some of y'all looking over at the folks that laughing and shouting, they ain't got but one word, laugh. hey. <laughs> Shout, glory, glory, glory. And you think that's the star. That's an extra. You need to know the difference between an extra and a star. Some of y'all done got the production crew mixed up. Y'all think because they control the lights. And you know they control the set and the screen that you're looking at to make it look pretty. And you think the production crew is the, it wouldn't be pretty until the star show up. If the star don't show up, all that production don't mean. They make the production to support the star, not the star to support the. The pastor can't give you what you need when it comes to eternal life. Jesus is the one. The Pope can't give it to you. The priest can't give it to you. No televangelist can give, can't give it to you. Even your mama and your daddy can't be the star when it comes to your salvation. When it comes to your eternal salvation, there ain't but one piece of bread that you need to know, one piece of bread that you need to eat, one piece of bread that you need to know that can sustain you forever, and that person is He says, "I am the bread of life." You eat of me, you will never hunger again. So my ending question is, why are so many Christians hungry and thirsty? Why are they hungry and thirsty? Two basic elements of life, and they are hungry and... when all they need to do is connect to the star. And he has promised you that you would never hunger nor thirst again, because he is the living water and he is the bread of. Now y'all should know why I played the song by Fred Hammond. Bread of heaven sent down from. Can we just run that back right now, now that it may make some sense? Can y'all replay that for me real quick? I'm through preaching. We're just going to listen to that. And Fred did a good job with this. I mean, he he did a good job. This is a good song to kind of put on y'all's playlist. Stand up with me if you don't mind. Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Many things, come on, somebody say it. Many things, you are honored. All the oh. kings are coming you. You are the living God. All the rulers, all the rulers. Gentle redeemer, gentle redeemer. Redeemed our souls, bought us back. Emmanuel God with us You are ruler You redeemer God with us the living truth. Yeah. What, what a friend But when we put it all together We have in Jesus he would lay down his life for us. That's what we, That's what we call in a Major boy, but on a tree. tree. You to save man yeah, a Jesus. Jesus. Somebody say, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, that's what we call, that's what we we call you. And born, angel born, but on the street, you died to say, Mount, Mount, You, now now we, we,
1: you are the one more time.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to your name. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. While you're standing or seated or at your home, I just ask you to bow your heads right now. We've got several appeals that we're going to make real quick. My first appeal is for salvation. Everybody needs to know that Jesus came to save the world. Not just the Jews, but the world. And everybody that don't know him need to know him. I believe God is drawing somebody today. I believe there's somebody online that God is drawing you. And I just urge you, please, 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 allow the Lord to speak to your heart, allow the Spirit to draw you closer to him so that you will accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're here in the house today, and you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I ask you just please raise your hand. If you're online, I just ask you to give us a call here to church, 850-862-3899, and you can hit extension zero, and someone will answer your call. Just please give us a call here to church. Please give us a call. But if you're in the house, please raise your hand if you want to give your life to the Lord. Amen. I see no hands. I see no hands. Then my second appeal is for... Church membership, if you're here and you're looking for a church home and the Lord is saying, striving for perfection ministry is the place for you, then I ask for you to just please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. If you're online, you can make that same call. If you want to be a part of this body and this fellowship, please, 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 just give us a call. We would love to have you being a part of this ministry. Amen. Whether you're in town or you're out of town, there's a the way that we can connect, and we believe that God can be served even at a distance. Amen. And my final appeal is just for prayer. Let's pray. ask that you get your hearts fixed on whatever it is that God has been speaking to you about in your heart. And ask him to just hear your cry, hear your plea, and give you the answer that you desire. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we come now elevating and magnifying your son, Jesus Christ, who is our star. God, we thank you for the sacrifice that he made for us. And God, we are so glad that he, you counted us worthy enough to send Jesus to die for us. And God, we just ask that you continue to let us look up to him. He is the star. He is the one that made all this possible. This story is about him and not about us. So, God, we want to always elevate him, always magnify him. And, God, now these are your people who are standing at your altar, in their seats, God, in their home. If they have any prayer concerns, prayer requests, things that you have placed on their heart by your spirit, God, I ask you to incline your ear down now to hear them. Let them know that you are answering their prayer.